0: It is official. Zvonimir Ivesich is coming to Kentucky, but I think we need to be clear here. The Wildcats have won the battle, but they have yet to win the war with Big Z. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Big Z, the Croatian Sensations, Vonimir Ivasic being admitted into the University of Kentucky, but he has not been approved. Eligible by the NCAA. I want to dive into that on today's episode. Talk about the starting five with Big Z potentially in the rotation if he is cleared and is eligible to play this season. What does that look like? And does Trey Mitchell, we've talked about this, does Trey Mitchell have to carry the load for the Wildcats for maybe the first couple of months of the season? Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you've not subscribed on YouTube, please go ahead and do so if you're listening on podcast. I would greatly appreciate it if you followed along wherever you are listening. So let's go ahead and get into it. Zvonimir Ivasic has been admitted into the University of Kentucky, but I think the big thing that we need to note here is that Kentucky has not gotten him approved to be eligible to play for the for the Wildcats this upcoming season. This news coming from Ben Roberts, of the uh, the lexington herald leader this is uh where the uh, where the news came from earlier this morning very 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 exciting stuff that kentucky has made progress here after essentially not hearing anything for a few weeks following the issues surrounding getting big z into the into the country uh here whenever the uh, when the whenever the semester started so in case you are not aware let's go ahead and just kind of put a put a bow on this recap what's happened here Kentucky got a commitment from Croatian uh, big man Zvonimir Ivasic, I believe about a month and a half or so ago he was going to come play for the Loudcats and Kentucky needs the depth at center they could absolutely use somebody with Zvonimir's talents a big man that can handle the ball a little bit and can shoot the outside shot Very confident in his shot is Zvonimir if you go and look at any of his uh, interviews about how he talks about his offensive game. Just an incredible specimen uh, on the basketball court, absolutely. Uh, Somebody that I think Kentucky has to be very excited about having on the team this upcoming season and there were some issues around getting Zvonimir a student visa to come actually to the university, to come to the country and go to school here. Uh, the University of Kentucky has a 95% acceptance rate. In case you don't know, that is extremely high uh, for, for a university. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying it's a, they, they they let they, they accept people that, that want to come to the university um, more often than not. And there was a big stink here about Zvonimir and uh, English tests that he's apparently taken that were not accepted by the university. Uh, there were rules that, that the, uh, the university had in place. About their own tests, apparently, and so there was just a lot of things probably going on behind the scenes that we just simply are not aware of as far as what was going on to try and get Sviatimir accepted into this. Um, it was a very long and drawn out process, despite some people claiming that they were trying to move quickly as quickly as possible. Uh, I will just say this: uh, considering this is a seven foot two kid that can shoot the three and will play for your biggest money maker. Uh, uh, in the university, um, kind of hard to believe that this didn't move faster, but again, we don't know all the details, so we can't sit here and comment on everything going on, uh, in a harshly critique. And I'm just saying, I'm kind of surprised that it did not move quicker, but here we are, here we are. According to Ben Roberts, Zvonimir Ivasic has been admitted to the university as a student and still has a path to eligibility for the 2023-2024 season. Something I want to point out here uh, about this article that Ben Roberts uh, wrote. He also tweeted uh, whenever somebody asked him about the uh, the eligibility for Zvonimir because he's been admitted to the school, but he's not been made eligible by the NCAA. Roberts said, "Quote: There's been some not quite right info out there about him being automatically eligible. He hasn't yet. He wasn't yet cleared by the NCAA from an amateurism perspective when some reports said he was. So that could still be." a hangup, no confirmation yet that he is eligible on their end. So there could be more waiting. So here we are. We've won the battle with Zvonimir, but we've yet to win the war. And to be honest with you, there are a lot of things that Kentucky's admissions office can do as far as like walking through a process as quickly or as slowly as they want to and frustrating maybe some people that wanted to, that want to see this kid play. Thankfully, they've admitted him to to the school now but I think the much bigger problem at hand is having to deal with the NCAA as an entity to get this kid approved. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that the NCAA is going to take their sweet time uh, approving Zvonimir as eligible. We are less than a month away from Kentucky's first exhibition game. I don't expect him to play in either of the exhibition games, and I don't know if he's going to be able to play at the start of the season that's just my guess. I That is not an educated opinion outside of what I know about the NCAA and about how slowly they like to drag these things out. Kentucky's probably going to have to fight and claw their way to get this kid eligible to play this upcoming season. And I think the other thing that we have to worry about here is let's just say Zvonimir is eligible to play for UK this year, and he's able to play for their season opener. I don't necessarily know if Kentucky's going to want to lean on Big Z in any capacity because of the fact that he's missing practice right now. He's missing the opportunity to kind of get right uh with these guys and to to build some chemistry with this team and to find his role. Also, the coaching staff needs to help or needs to I'd be able to identify his role uh with the team this season. They need to be able to go ahead and start game planning where he fits in. Uh, you're not going to have a lot of time to do that, even if things go well, even if he does get approved. So I think we're going to be waiting. uh, I don't know how long, probably a decent amount of time to see Big Z step out onto the court uh, in blue and white for UK. It would be a shame if they don't approve him for this season and then, uh, or they don't approve him at all. And then maybe you see him leave. Uh, at some point this offseason after spending an offseason here with UK and developing um that would suck um but that's absolutely on the table why uh Shade and Sharp enough said I don't really think we need to say anything else about <laughs> about this potential situation with the NCAA, with being cleared I think it could end up being frustrating we're just going to have to strap in and like I said I even if he is cleared is he going to play right away and just like just click I'm not quite sure and I want to kind of take a dive into this rotation. I want to take a look at this team now that we know that this is a very legitimate possibility. Now that we've gotten one step of the way there, we're just going to have to see. Uh, we're just gonna have to see what happens here with him actually getting approved by the NCAA. I want to dive into what this rotation looks like here in just a second. Before we get to that though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look. Went to work out this morning, brought the Bird Dogs extremely comfortable, uh, excellent for leg day, I may add, as far as just the comfortability and the coolness and the breathability of the shorts. They do the exact same thing as Lululemon Bird Dogs does, but they fit way better, in my opinion. Bird Dogs has invented this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches, again, so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement they also have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long bird dogs are functional for any occasion working out hanging out or hanging out around the house going to work going to the pool going to do uh, like golf going to do like a sports activity going on a date like i've mentioned before bird dogs also has really nice pants that are great for different work events and different outfits as well uh, phenomenal Stuff over at Bird Dogs. You need to go check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off once you put them on. We promise you. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on on all platforms. I want to remind you guys uh, once more, if you have not subscribed to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, please go ahead and do so. Uh, Andy Patton, Isaac Shade do a phenomenal job with that, uh, with that show. You can find them on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. They'll be talking about this uh, for sure, uh, about Kentucky getting one step closer to Zvonimir being eligible. Also got a lot of great previews going on for the college basketball season that's about to start. So again, on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast, the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, Andy and Isaac Shade. Great, great work over there. All right, so what is the perfect world starting five for Kentucky? What's the perfect world starting five? This is partially you know my my opinion slash bias and this is also partially what i think kentucky will likely rock with towards the sec slate if everyone's healthy knock on wood this is i think what kentucky may end up doing slash this is kind of what i think is going to happen like i want to happen so obviously i think your your one through three is set dj wagner rob dillingham holding things down at the point. point two five stars Phenomenal. Both have great things about them that, uh, about their game that you love. At shooting guard, Antonio Reeves, Reed Shepard. One of the best shooters in the entire country, one of the best scorers in the entire country. And then also you've got Reed Shepard, high four-star, son of a Kentucky legend. He's going to be able to do his thing. He's going to be able to do a lot of different things, I think, statistically uh, for the Wildcats this season. Small forward, Justin Edwards, Aduthiero. Justin Edwards, how does his offensive game translate I think we're gonna have to wait and see. I think the shooting is going to be kind of something that just comes along as the season progresses. And that a the arrow backing him up, absolute tank, can slide down to the four if you need him to. Kentucky may play him there at different rotations. I don't know. We're just gonna have to we're just gonna have to wait and see. Power forward though. Trey Mitchell, Aaron Bradshaw. I think that Trey Mitchell will fit you better at starting power forward because of the confidence that I have in what Kentucky's starting center could be which is Hugo, you got Onyenso. He's put on weight at six foot eleven, I think Kentucky should should give him a shot to be the starting center for this team. At least that's just my thought. I would like to see him out there with his ability to protect the rim. Kentucky could absolutely use more minutes out of him. I think that he could be a very good player for the Wildcats. I don't necessarily know if he's going to be dominant on the offensive end, but I think he's going to be a very strong defender, one of the best. Hopefully, we'll just have to wait and see. I think that Mitchell, with his versatility, probably gives you more opportunities to do things at the four position. We've talked about Trey Mitchell. We're going to talk about him again in a little bit. I I think that he's going to give you things at the four that he not necessarily... I don't think he can necessarily give you at the five, uh, particularly on defense, which, again, we'll get into in a little bit. So you got Hugo. I think Trey Mitchell backs him up at the five, or... If if Trey Mitchell is playing at the four, then you put Zvonimir in. You rotate him in at center, a seven foot two, wiry seven foot two. I want to I want to point out, and that's just kind of where you go, with this with with this team. Wagner, Reeves, Edwards, Mitchell Onyenzo, and then Ivicic, uh coming off the bench at the five spot. I think that that's your perfect world. I don't think Zvonimir at any point this upcoming season is going to be playing uh, starter minutes. I don't think he's going to be playing. I want to say like extremely dominant minutes uh, for the Wildcats. I can't put a number on it because, again, he's not eligible. Uh, But if he does get eligible, I don't necessarily know if Kentucky's going to lean on him a ton at any point this year, even if he does get comfortable with the squad. This is what we may see at the beginning of the season. So we have our perfect starting five there that I think is, is a possibility if the team's healthy, if everybody's ready to go. SEC slate, probably going to see some lineups that are very similar to what I just threw out there. This is probably what we're going to see at the beginning of the season. Point guard, DJ Wagner, back up Rob Dillingham. Shooting guard, Antonio Reeves, back up Reed Shepard. Small forward, Justin Edwards, back up Aduthiero. Power forward, Aaron Bradshaw, Trey Mitchell, Jordan Burks. Who starts there, I don't know. I just think that because of what's going on at the center spot right now, you're going to see a lot of Trey Mitchell early. I believe Sean Smith actually actually tweeted out something about this, and this is something that we talked about on a recent episode. We I think we con- like gave a whole episode uh, to this conversation re- recently about Mitchell may have to really carry a serious load uh, for the Wildcats pause this upcoming season for the majority of the non-con slate. Because of the fact that Bradshaw on Yenzo, both I think recovering from their injuries well, I'm just curious to see if Kentucky actually puts them out there at the beginning of, of the season and has confidence in them, uh, despite coming off of uh, surgery and then an injury for the for the two individuals here in, in Bradshaw and in Yenzo. So I think that that Aaron or in Burks will probably give you time. At that power forward spot. Fiero could slide here. Because if Kentucky wants to go with like the players that they're confident in, you could see Wagner, Reeves, Edwards, Fiero at power forward. If you're if you don't like Bradshaw and he's not fully healthy, or if he's not fully healthy, rather, I should say. There's no reason why you shouldn't like Aaron Bradshaw playing for you if he is healthy. Uh Thiero at power forward and then Mitchell at center. That's probably not the 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 front court Kentucky wants to have against teams like Kansas early on in the year. By the way, that game, I believe, is now slated for, uh, for 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 Central uh, in Chicago. That's going to be a big-time late-night game. I'm excited about it. Uh, but you could see a lot of different things happen with this front court, and Zvonimir may be a part of it at the beginning of the season. I think Mitchell is your five, though. To begin the year, I think Mitchell has a very good shot to be your five, and I think he's going to play heavy. I think he's going to play heavy to begin the season. I want to kind of dive into that further because I think it's very important to note the good and the bad with that. Uh, And it kind of ties into what we talked about on yesterday's episode about how Kentucky can quote unquote overachieve this season. I think they're going to, it's going to be an interesting thing at the beginning of the year and it may not be truly reflective of what Kentucky is. I want to explain that further in just a second. Before I do that though, I want to tell you guys about our friends. Over at FanDuel, you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, over-unders, and more on top of that. So you need to visit fanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off your NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you've not subscribed to the show already, please go ahead and do so if you're listening on podcast. Please also follow along there as well. I think Trey Mitchell will play pretty pretty heavy in the rotation to begin the season. I just kind of explained why, but I want to dive into it further. And I think the takeaway here is that it's not truly reflective of what Kentucky basketball is this season. So let's take this back to the global jam. you are got to on though. Hurt right before the Global Jam starts. Got hurt against Team Africa. He's in a boot. Aaron Bradshaw already having the sur- having surgery on his foot. Not going to be able to play anyway. Two front court players that are going to be, I think, prominent front court players for the Wildcats this season that are out for different reasons, both related to their feet. You have Trey Mitchell step in, and he doesn't get a lot of practice time with the team before you go to Canada. In fact, the team doesn't have a ton of time to practice before they go to Canada. And then you see Trey Mitchell put up really good numbers, really good numbers during during the uh, the round robin there against some pretty solid teams, some taller teams, I may add. You saw him put up really good shooting numbers. You saw him distribute the basketball, get a block or two every now and then, played solid defense, not elite, but solid and I think that we came out of that global jam confident if Kentucky has to resort to Mitchell being your center. And maybe I'm looking at this incorrectly, but if you've got a seven footer that can play power forward outside of center, a 6'11 player that's, that can play center, and a seven foot one, seven foot two Croatian player, that has played professional Euroball before, or professional, you you know, ball outside of the country, you would like to think that some of these taller players will get minutes at that five position more often than Mitchell, despite his experience. Maybe I'm off on that. That's just kind of how I've thought through this. Maybe I'm wrong. I think Mitchell gives you better... Trey Mitchell at power forward. I think the ball handling will become more natural with that position. I think that the distribution also is something that you can see more often out of that position. The shooting as well. I think you're going to want to pair him up with a more rigid, taller player that does less things and doesn't necessarily have to do a lot of things at the center spot. I think you pair him up with somebody like that, and that's what makes Trey Mitchell really good because instead of having to focus on what he isn't, he can focus on what he is. Maybe, again, maybe I'm off on that. I just don't know if Kentucky wants to go into Kansas against Hunter Dickinson, and then that be your situation. Trey Mitchell is your starting five against... Uh, against. Uh, Against the Jayhawks and taking on a player like Hunter Dickinson. In the, I'm pulling this up right now, in the Big 12 Championship quarterfinal, he had 11 points on four of nine shooting. He had seven rebounds, no turnovers, four personal fouls. And the game before that, he had 20 points on eight of 12 shooting against the Jayhawks. And then in the game before that, he had 15 points on five of 12 shooting with three turnovers on top of that. He also had four turnovers in the game that he dropped 20. So good and bad, uh, I think, for for Trey Mitchell against Kansas this past season, but you're dealing with a completely new commodity in Hunter Dickinson. How does he perform? I'm really curious to see if it's as good as he's performed prior uh, against the Jayhawks, I think that I think that Hunter Dickinson and that team may pose. May, 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 excuse me, may pose some problems for the Wildcats if you've got a six foot nine guy at your center. Again, I could end up being wrong. Kentucky may drop ninety. I don't know. I'm just sitting here telling you, he's going to have to play heavy, and therefore we're going to see some things that maybe we don't see out of this Wildcat squad. In February. Maybe we see oh, maybe we see some more rigid lineups and we don't see as much five out, you know, space and pace like we saw in the global jam with Trey Mitchell. I think the team was fun. I think the defense was lacking at times, and I would like to really have better defense if we have better defensive options, as long as they're healthy. So all I'm saying here is I think Trey Mitchell unlocks ultimate Trey Mitchell power at the power forward spot and putting him at the five may cause some issues in this rotation because not only are you sliding him down to a position that I think that he can perform at, but maybe is an elite at, you're also making possibly a do play minutes at your at, at your four, which is not exciting. I think from an offensive standpoint, um, from a defensive standpoint, I think it's great. But I think rim protection may be a bit of a concern for Kentucky through the first, through the non-con slate, maybe. We'll just have to wait and see. The scoring will be there. Scoring will be there. I I think Trey Mitchell's going to get buckets. Um, But whether or not this team defends extremely well uh, is going to be a question I think that you may see the defense, despite the difficulty ramping up in the SEC slate, I think that you may see some better team defense whenever they get some of the, the different guys on the court Bradshaw, Onyenzo, Evasic more often and more whenever they're more comfortable with those guys. Maybe I'm just completely off on that. If you want to let me know whether I'm right or wrong or whatever you think about it, you can leave that in the YouTube comments below. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Doll underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram at Kentucky podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, again, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. hope you guys have a great rest of your day and God bless.